He's Rabobank's senior market strategist. That actually means he's an economist. And my Aussie correspondent, Chris Russell, who's coming up on the show shortly, says if you laid each economist end to end, you still wouldn't reach a conclusion. And I must say, I must say, Ben Picton, that uh, I've been very confused with what some ANZ economists have been saying this week about our OCR rates. You're in New Zealand. You are Australia-based. In Tokoroa at the moment... Do you think they're smoking something? Uh, well, I don't know about that, Jamie, but uh, but I, w- I would say that our view is probably a little bit different to, uh, to what our, our friends have been saying. Uh, our, our view is very much that uh, we, we think that the OCR is, is as high as it's going to get at 5.5%. Uh, the RBNZ has been talking a little bit more aggressively in recent times. We had a, a speech from Chief Economist Paul Conway that... Uh, that was maybe a little bit more aggressive on the, the potential for, for higher interest rates. And, uh, and of course, we had a, an unemployment report that showed the unemployment rate lower than expected. Uh, but what I would say is um, we struggle to see the justification for, for higher rates. There, there does seem to be a lot of hurt out there in the economy. Growth is very low. It was negative in the last quarter that we have data for. The labour market is turning. The unemployment rate is rising. Hours worked is down. Participation is, is, is you know, under a little bit of pressure. So uh, we struggle to see the justification for a higher OCR. Absolutely. And those uh, unemployment numbers are really, it's statistics, damn statistics. It's a false number. We've got all these people on a job seeker's benefit. Some of them, well, the average time spent on it's amazingly 13 years. Uh, they don't necessarily fall into the unemployment stats. It's wrong. There are a lot of people out there who are unemployed. Yeah, so I, I think the, the headline unemployment rate figure, it, it does sort of deaden the signal a little bit. And if you, if you look below that headline figure, there's, there's certainly a lot of signs of softness there. So average hours worked is, is declining. Uh, we're seeing the skew from full-time to part-time positions is, is increasing. Uh, and, and, and there's a lot of indicators in there of, of labour market softening. The other thing too, Jamie, that's worth pointing out is that this was figures for Q4, which is kind of ancient history now, and labour market indicators always lag. So by the time by the time economic softness shows up in the labour market numbers, it's uh, the horse has bolted to some degree. So my expectation is that these numbers uh, will start to turn quickly, and uh, and the RBNZ would potentially be in policy error zone if they're hiking rates based on those figures alone. Yeah, as I've been fond of saying, the cure is worse than the disease. When do we see, or when does Rabobank see that official cash rate and interest rates naturally following? When do we see that dropping? Are we going to get any relief in calendar year 2024? Yeah, so we're a little bit more optimistic than, than some on the, the path of the OCR, and uh, and unfortunately that's probably because we're a little bit more pessimistic than others on the, the state of the economy. Uh, our forecast is for a cut in August and then a follow-up cut in October. So that's, that's, that is more optimistic than, than most of the other banks, but we do have a general feeling that the economic situation will, will start to uh, deteriorate quickly and we might start to see those, those numbers uh, uh, starting to turn a, a bit more quickly as the year goes on. As I said, you're Australia-based, Sydney-based, I think. Comparing our economy to that of you across the Tasman. Who's in the best position at the moment? 
Well, I, I think, um, well, not to you know be too parochial, but I, I'd, I'd have to say Australia, if I was to pick between the two, uh, Australia's running a, a budget surplus and a trade surplus, whereas New Zealand has twin deficits. And, and also, uh, the, just the state of the Australian economy is more diverse than the, than the New Zealand economy. So uh, New Zealand is very much exposed to what happens with uh, dairy, uh, proteins, uh, forestry and, and tourism, whereas Australia has a few more strings to the bow. So... Uh, the Australian economy can maybe suffer a few more blows than what New Zealand can. Well, you're a bit of a one-trick pony. You make all your money out of digging stuff out of the ground, Ben Picton. Yeah, that's probably true, Jamie. Uh, iron ore is, is very important to the Australian economy, so is coal and natural gas, but uh, there is a lot of economic diversity sort of underneath. But, uh, yeah, the big ones are, are definitely the mining industry. And just finally, our interest rate or our OCR is at 5.5% on a hope uh, fingers crossed that it stays there and certainly doesn't go up. What's the equivalent across the Tasman? Yeah, so the the cash rate in Australia is the, the equivalent to the OCR, and uh, and that's at 4.35% at the moment. Uh, we think that that is as high as that will get. The, if we look at the futures market, there's, there's almost zero probability of further rises in the cash rate in Australia. So uh, we think the next move in Australia is probably a cut, but it will be later than what it will be here in New Zealand. We're forecasting November for the first cut in Australia. Well, and therein lies the answer to my earlier question, which of the economies is in better shape? I think Australia wins that one. And you won the cricket too, you buggers. But never mind, we're onwards and upwards, and we look forward to the second T20. Ben Picton out of Tokoroa, thanks for your time. Safe travels back to Oz. Thanks, Jamie. Always a pleasure.